power of the dark side. I'm not a baby, I'm a man. I am an anchor man. Is this a kissing book? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Hello and welcome along to episode four of series three of Just Like in the Movies, brought to you by gkmedia.ie, providing digital content and marketing solutions for SMEs throughout Ireland and the UK. Every week, our podcast explores or tries to explore and discuss what is happening in the Irish film industry and beyond. I'm your host, Gary Kelly, joined as always by Dave Coyne. Good evening. And Lisa Tracy. I don't know why he gets first, but anyway, hi. Hi, because he's beside me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Monopoly. We go this way. (laughs) On this podcast, we are looking at movies on the basis of sex and cold pursuit with Liam Neeson, which certainly had a lot of controversy uh, before it hit cinemas. We'll also be looking back on the Oscars, which I stayed up watching. Couldn't believe I managed to do so. It was supposed to be over at four and I kept going till about 20 to five. Yeah, me too. Oh. I stayed up as Did well. Did you do it? Yeah, well, you you didn't get cut off? No. Because you cancelled your oh. Sky contract. No, I, 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 it, it, I cancelled it and then they let it roll on. I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll get away with this. And then the day before the Oscars, they turned it off. So I went, oh, went act, reactivated it. <laughs> Then I had to ring them up again and go, turn this off in a month's time, please. And then I had to do the whole, no, we'll give it to you for two euros off and look, just turn it off in a month's time. I just want to watch the Oscars in about three hours, please. Okay. Oh. And they put it back on for me. So, And then I stayed up and went, what a waste of money. But we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, okay. excellent stuff. First up, we are talking about Cold Pursuit. Dante says hello. I don't know any Dantes. Yes, you do. He worked at the Kehoe Airport with my son, Kyle. You know him too. <sighs> Tell me what happened. There you go. That's a clip from the movie Cold Pursuit. A snowplow driver. Snowplow. S- snowplow as snow well. Plow. You know, it depends what <laughs> part of the country you're living. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there's snow. There's a driver. He seeks revenge <laughs> against the drug dealers he thinks killed his son. Now, this is based on the 2014 Norwegian film mm-hmm. In Order of Disappearance. I'm not going to give the Norwegian title, but from the Norwegian director, it's a remake. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. But that's okay. <clears throat> now I know the Norwegian one's probably better. Okay. <laughs> Lisa, let's start with you. What's okay. your make of Cold Pursuit? Um, well, I actually enjoyed it. It was, it was not that bad. To. It was not that bad. I was expecting it to be complete schlock. And then I watched it and I was like, okay, it could have been a little bit shorter, but I thought it was just, it was, there was something kind of new about it, the way everyone was getting killed. I thought that was, that was fun. You know, you didn't feel sorry for any of these guys because they're just drug dealers. So ergo, they, they don't matter. And then uh, I just thought it was cute when it was like a little thing where every time they got killed, they had the little card that had like their little symbol and their dead, you know, their yeah. name. And for each person's belief system, they had like a different picture or a different symbol or whatever. And mm. I thought that was that was kind of a nice touch for when you're murdering people. <laughs> just throw in a little symbol. I also like the fact that Laura Dern wasn't in it that long because I don't like Laura Dern. Okay. <laughs> um, I knew that. As soon as I saw Laura Dern, please, please, I won't like this, I thought. <laughs> but uh, Liam Neeson is not the quintessential Liam Neeson that we're always used to. It's not, it's not, um, I have a set of skills, I'm going to get you. <clears throat> it's, it's a little, it's scaled back from that because he's not actually... Uh, a CIA agent or anything he's just a snowplow man yeah. you know who's just quite strong and has in, in innovative ways of murdering people um, I like the way all the stories come together with the drug dealers there's there's a turf war and there's different things and the guy that plays the main bad guy is absolutely gorgeous 
He, he's gorgeous. <laughs> and you cannot take your eyes off him. I didn't really just, notice, but okay. Oh, he's really handsome. And you're like, oh, do I really want this guy to die, even though he's really bad? And then you're like, oh, yeah, he should die. But he has a little boy and there is that whole element to it. And um, Now, if we reviewed a movie and said, and the main actress, she's just... Beautiful, just gorgeous. Oh, we'd be hung up. I'd be hanging by my ankles. (laughs) What is wrong with saying someone is gorgeous? We can't do that anymore. For God's sake, of course you can, but I can say it more. Do you like action movies? I love action movies. Okay, like Die Hard is my top movie of all time, followed by Goodfellas. So uh, I do like the murder. Um, Yeah, so I I really enjoyed it. Uh, Less of Laura Dern and a bit shorter. I liked the Indian guys. I thought, no, sorry, Native (coughs) Americans, Jesus. Feathers, uh, feathers, not dots. Feathers, not dots. I don't think you can say that anymore either. Yeah, I just did. (laughs) (laughs) You opened the door with your your sexual reference. sexual reference to your (laughs) fancy man. Um, Yeah, so there is the element with the son in it. Um, The son is not a drug addict, even though the cops are saying, oh, he just died of a heroin overdose. But there's really a lot more to it than that. The fact that uh, he worked at the airport and there was a drug shipment coming in and the bad guys. It was not really a case of mistaken identity, but there was no need to kill him. Like, I don't know, he picked up the wrong bag or something, so they killed him. So um, that's that's the story we're left believing anyway, because that's what Liam Neeson Mm. finds out. Uh, so he goes on a revenge mission against all of the bad guys and it turns out that his brother is a former bad guy and he knows the names of the guys that are actually in charge of you know the head honchos to who actually ordered the kill or whatever so he goes after everybody and he gets everybody because he is Liam Neeson and everything aside that went on before this movie came out or when this movie was coming out Liam Neeson is one of the greatest actors this country has ever produced. Okay, we'll get to this in a minute. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> no, we need more, but we'll oh, get sorry. to it in a second. <laughs> well, I think, Dave. as Lisa alluded to there, it's not your typical revenge movie. There's elements in it that are quite surprising. Now, I mean, it's there's moments in it that are very cinematic when he's... Um, Niels, Niels Coxman is his name, the, played by Liam, Liam Neeson. Mm. He's throwing these bodies over a gorge yeah, up brilliant. in the mountains. and. It's, he kind of does the first one and then he does the next one and it's the same point where he's throwing them over this kind of freezing waterfall thing this is where he disposes of the body. It's very cinematic and kind of... Um, it's not a typical revenge movie because he's not like a lethal weapon. He's more of a kind of a distraught man who just wants to know the truth. Mm. And uh, he's going after the bad guys who killed his son who's played by his actual son. Liam Neeson's actual son played his son in the movie. Did not realise that, sorry. And, um, but he's only in it for five <laughs> minutes and he gets True. killed off at the beginning, spoiler alert. Um, and then the bad guy is this very handsome man that Lisa alluded to earlier who is the bad guy. But it's kind of a nonsensical movie because the bad guy didn't order the death of anybody. One of his minions was a bit overzealous and killed... Nails Coxman's son mm. and they tried to cover it up by saying oh it was a heroin overdose and then when they when Laura Dern uh, who Lisa loves mm-hmm. and Liam Neeson are identifying the body she's distraught and she the marriage is on the rocks and she fecks off pretty quick but Liam Neeson is like he wasn't a druggie he wasn't a druggie and she's just hitting him and you know she's not happy and he kind of goes hold on he wasn't a druggie and then he's almost about to kill, him, kill himself mm. just distraught and one of the kids who was a druggie kind of somehow manages to be in his shed yeah. and spills the beans and tells him about, you know, kind of, oh, well, we didn't mean it. And Liam Neeson's like, hold on, what happened? And tell me who did it. And then he kind of literally goes, one guy meets, you know, pro- pro- person A who actually killed his son. Who are you working for? Who told you to kill my son? 
and he just kills him. And then he goes to the next guy, person B, who are you working for? Kills him, person C, and it goes on and on and on. Mm. And then eventually he kills somebody. It nearly is the alphabet because I think 24, 25 people oh, it's ridiculous. killed in this. And then um, it, it continues on and then somebody kills the wrong person and then there's another turf war with a different drug gang who get involved and it's all overcomplicated. Now, one of the problems I had with this movie is there's too many subplots. There's a subplot about the, the local cops and mm. the, the female cop who yeah. is using her sexuality uh-huh. to get, get her FBI contact in the city to get intel on this guy and that guy. Then there's a subplot about um, the bad guy and his ex-wife and the son. Yeah. Then there's a subplot about one of his henchmen who is gay with another henchman. Mm-hmm. Then there's another subplot because there's the, the, the uh, African American Indian guys. Native American. Thank you. Their gang they have a huge subplot as well. And they have all the characters very, are very more... Big. Every character has this huge backstory and subplot. And all I could think of was, this should be a 10-part TV series because mm. it's so rich. Mm. In a movie, it's all, hold on, why, am I, why have I got a few minutes of these guys? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, I, it's not going to have a payoff for me. So why do I need to know that these two henchmen are gay mm. and they have a big snog in the car before anybody sees them? And it's like, are we well, going to come back David, to this? Well, David, I'll tell you why. Yes, I know, but it comes back and then... <laughs> yeah, it comes yeah, back. But it comes back in a very, like, the guy who... There's two two henchmen and they're they're gay and they have a little affair and they have a little snog in the car to set them up as who they are. And then later on, the maniacal bad guy who's their boss shoots the younger one Mm-hmm. in a tyrannical rage as in we're just going to blame him we're going to send him his we'll head, send his head. we we'll send his head to the Indians and say he did all this all by himself we want peace and try and end the drug war and he shoots him instantaneously in front of your man's lover who nobody knows that they're lovers and of course your man then stabs him in, stabs the, him in the back metaphorically speaking later on in the movie but it's not really stretched out and you know it doesn't have any meat on the bone so it's very loose and I that's why I was saying it was a bit too long yeah. because there was too many too many, many side stories too many side stories and then this the, the local cop mm-hmm. and the amount of scenes we had with him and this very attractive young female cop who really wants to do the do the right thing and all this kind of stuff overdone and and then Liam Neeson kidnaps the bad guy's son who's a little boy who's about 12 unnecessarily unnecessarily and befriends him and is nice to him and reads, reads him stories in the bed and the kid falls asleep on his shoulder and they go driving trucks and diggers together and they're going to form a bond even though he's been kidnapped. And it's kind of nonsensical and all over the place. So I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it was all over the place. All right. Well, it has been kind of financially hit because of comments Liam Neeson made in an interview about thoughts he had 40 years 40 ago. 40 years ago. I mean, and I think this puts it in perspective. It says there were social media movements to boycott the movie due to Liam Neeson's comments about what he did 40 years ago after his friend was raped. Two of my workmates, this uh, person said on a review on IMDb, two of my workmates decided not to support his movies anymore. This doesn't make sense to me because Liam Neeson wasn't exposed. It wasn't dug up by someone else. He personally related the story in the context of saying why those thoughts are destructive and wrong and I know we're Irish and we might uh, no, be no. proud if of it, you but can get if you can ridiculous. be hung out to dry for having a thought mm-hmm. mm. nobody's gonna that people, people are gonna stop for thinking having that thought he, he was expressing I had a bad thought this is the thought I had it was a bad well, thought well he did walk up and down the street for a few nights he said oh yeah yeah but he didn't do anything I mm. mean uh, have you ever thought oh 
you know, somebody cuts you up in the road and oh, I'd love to drive into them and yeah. scratch their mirror and teach them a lesson, but you don't. You can't get arrested. You can't get uh, hung out to drive for having a thought. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you you don't get you don't get sent to mur- sent to prison for thinking about murdering somebody. Mm. It's you. It's either attempted murder or actual murder. Not well. I thought about killing them, Your Honor. Well, that's not exactly a crime. As so, I said before, this is not Minority Report. Thank God. Exactly. And I mean, it's nonsense. He he mm-hmm. he he was he was having a conversation about revenge, about this movie. He was opening himself up. He, as you said, he volunteered the information. He said, "This is." A story about 40 years ago when the world was a completely different place. He had a huge emotional response to something bad, really bad that happened. God forbid, but if somebody I knew was raped, I'd be furious. Mm. And being furious is a human reaction. And I wouldn't, if I acted on my fury and then murdered or punched or stabbed somebody, then I go to prison. But if I'm feeling furious and I'm, and I can overcome it and I can calm myself down and then a few months later or 20, 40 years later... I'm talking about a movie or a book and I say, well, once upon a time I was furious over something and I did, I had silly thoughts. My God, the world has gone mad. It's crazy. <laughs> it's gone It's mad. nearly <laughs> one of the themes every week on this podcast. That the world has gone yeah. mad. Yeah, Absolutely. we should rename it just like in the movies, but the world has gone mad. Mm-hmm. And in fairness, he did come out and do a full open interview on American television afterwards to clarify even further what he had said. And one point, and maybe they don't pick up on it as much in America but he did grow up in the troubles in Northern Ireland mm. and it was a very much a tit for tat mm. yeah. lifestyle you know a Catholic got killed then a loyalist or Protestant had to get killed and vice versa yeah. you know someone in such factory got killed then the other factory yeah, but I mean, someone was going to be there, killed there, there was a guy uh, indicted today an Italian guy who, who's going to prison for three years for punching a man at a football match three weeks ago just because he's not a famous movie star, we have to. But he's going to prison because hmm. he punched somebody who was standing there with their son going to a soccer match, a Liverpool match. Punched the guy. The guy is now he needs medical attention for the rest of his life, and this guy is going to prison for three years. And Liam Neeson had a thought forty years ago, and he's telling a story about how a bad thought should not be acted upon. Mm-hmm. Ah, look at the this world has gone mad. Okay, well, as a result... We're becoming quite cranky. <laughs> as a result of... I feel like giving it more stars up. now because of this. <laughs> You've actually increased yeah, the amount of stars. But the New York premiere was cancelled over the, oh, oh, the whole opera New over New Yorkers. Oh, man. And Liam Neeson stated that this will be his final action movie role. Grand, I don't mind. Well, honestly... <laughs> action movie role. I suppose he's probably have a good he's age been, He's had like 15 years of I action know. movies. He, yeah, really. and he's, he's... He needs I to move on. I miss old Liam Neeson. He has to move on and he has to get his career back into a bit of acting. Like Club Actually mm. 2 or something. Now. Hey. Yeah. No, but like all this <laughs> running around killing people, he's done it. Enough. He's yeah. done it, yeah. yeah. I mean... We've uh, seen Taken 5. Yeah, it's yeah. not enough already with the, with the Taken stuff. Okay, mm. out of five, Lisa? Two. Okay, Dave. Yeah, I'm gonna g- I'm gonna give it two and a half just because of Liam's uh, oomph in all this m- media furore. Um, and as I said, if this if this movie was kind of treated in the style of Tin Stars, kind of fleshed out, mm. you could easily get a series out of this because it's so atmospheric, and the little and the quirkiness soul, of the, the, the when people die yeah. and they have you know the card Dave Coin and then the Viper nickname and then you know a crucifix because of the religion and then the next guy has a different religion and a different nickname. And uh, it, it had a quirkiness. Yeah, it was great quirky. It was all over the place and not structured well. And even the very handsome bad guys didn't have a good death. And I always judge a bad guy. The, the, <laughs> the action movie is, the judge of the action movie is, how does a bad guy die? And he died very badly. Poor, poor bad guy death. Was it not, was it not through the roof of the car? Yeah, but, it was, but he wasn't dead. 
And then he got shot. And then he had a chat. As, ah, look at ah, Give me a break. They have to do a little comeback at the end. Even yeah. Mike Myers was doing that. But it wasn't a... I was expecting this guy to be really properly... Like, the best death Butchers. of a bad guy ever was in <laughs> Sudden Death with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And nobody has touched it since. End of story. I didn't watch it. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to the next one. On the basis of sex. Protection was coined to grant equality to the Negro, a task at which it has dismally failed. What makes you think women would fare any better? Please, if we could just talk. You want to know how I blew it? Is that it? What I do differently? Why, you think you can change the country? You should look to her generation. They're taking to the streets, demanding change, like we did when we fought for the vote. Our mistake was thinking we'd won. We started asking, please as if civil rights were sweets to be handed out by judges. That's a clip taken from the movie On the Basis of Sex. There's a documentary out at the moment as well about this topic, which was up for Oscar nominations, I believe, if my memory serves me right, at three o'clock in the morning a few days ago. Uh, it's the true story of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Bader. Bader. Okay. <laughs> well, another way of pronouncing that would be Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Her struggles for equal rights and the early cases of a historic career that led to her nomination and confirmation as U.S. Supreme Court Associate Justice. You can understand why I have to read these things. I know. Yeah, got to remember all. It's that. a bit of a mouthful, yeah. and and I mean, you know, I just know that she's on the Supreme Court and. She's a little frail old lady, but back in the day, she wasn't a frail little old lady. She was a very powerful little lady. Mm. And very, very important story to tell, I think, mm-hmm, this definitely. movie. Um, I mean, about women's rights. And there's a f- really great line in the movie where some bigoted man says something like, uh, nowhere does it say the word female in the Constitution, ma'am. And she says, well, nowhere in the Constitution does it say the word freedom either. And yet freedom is there in the world and we have to believe in it. So very, very important story to tell. I would probably have preferred to watch the documentary about the real Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, I've seen her on TV and I've seen her being interviewed before she got this level of uh, recognition. And I mean, the movie is very straightforward. It's very bland. Good performances by um, the lead actors. Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. Coming from Star Wars to this Mm. is a leap. She's a good actress. Army Hammer is impossibly handsome. Another handsome man on this show. And he's actually a very good actor too. They're, and the chemistry between them is good, but it is. it's it's bland. It's got a kind of a TV movie mm. vibe. The camera is, you know, at you know zero degrees. It doesn't move. There's no cinematography. There's no cinematic mm-hmm. moments in it. It's like a TV movie. Mm. It's very talky, uh, cerebral. There's no oomph. I mean, if we look at Vice, uh, which we reviewed a few weeks back, you know, there was moments of cinema. There was moments of fun. There was moments where they broke into Shakespeare. Mm. There was moments of uh, craziness. And but there was great acting through the whole exactly. thing. Exactly. Whereas this is great acting, go, you know, good solid acting, but very straightforward. Point the camera at them and let them do the talking. And there say was, these lines. Yeah, yeah. There was no cinema magic or oomph about it. And I thought it was a bit bland. If this movie was a colour, it would be beige. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Lisa, any further thoughts on it? Uh, No, I agree with everything Dave just said. I was expecting a lot more from it. I thought it would have like more of a a punch at the end. I thought like the the trial that was 
kind of a small trial, really, because it's it's against it's in front of judges, and you're you're used to juries, and mm. you can with juries you can get a lot of reactions, and you can get a lot of drama, drama, yeah, and but a build up, and a build up. There's no build up. There's in no this. build up at all. It kind of feels like oh, you're just you're just going in with your little trial thing, and you're saying oh well, this is such and such, blah blah yeah. blah, and you think it's just more of a formality yeah. than an actual trial. And the crescendo is like it's just two minutes. It's like boom, two minutes of you know. Uh, she's nervous and then it's it's it all just happens the movie there's nothing 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 then something happens in the movie there's no yeah. arc it's like flat ground admit, hit a brick wall up down gone done yeah. nothing happened I mean mm-hmm. classic uh, courtroom drama you know picture this girl and picture that girl now picture she's white yeah I mean there's that hour it feels like a week long that movie the mm. build up and the tension in uh, Time to Kill and yeah. then you know, to kill a mockingbird and other classic, or even movies, or even, or, but even movies about like briefs themselves, like yeah. the Pelican Brief. Yeah. I know we're like quoting John there's Grisham tension, with a lot but of there's this. Tension but he's a genius when yeah. it comes to law and when it comes to lawyer movies. Yeah, and that's just what it was missing. It was missing the drama, the tension, yeah. the the elements urgency. of fun. Even so there was, no, yeah. it was also there was no kind of comic relief in it yeah. either. It, there was no urgency. There was no drama. There was no threat. It, mm. There was no kind of this person's going to die or that person's going to get away with it. It was more kind of a, a an idea against the system. Mm. And of course, in this day and age, we think of, you know, women's rights. I personally don't even like talking about it because I think it shouldn't even be talked about. I think feminism shouldn't even exist because I think the whole non- the whole thing is so archaic and men and women are exactly equal in across the board. In our country. Well, yeah, that's true. Fair mm-hmm. play, fair play. But that's my br- upbringing. That's mm. how I feel. So I don't feel the drama of this. Yeah. I'm sure if I lived in a country where... Uh, women were still suppressed and mm. I was a woman I'd probably think yes I really want to see this movie but but maybe if they'd shown a little bit more of the the oppression that women felt back then there was kind of like things alluded to yeah. you know saying oh you can't get a credit card and blah 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 but if you'd seen somebody go into the yes. bank it, yeah. and say I'm trying to get yeah. a credit card and was say well you have to have your husband's name yeah. and you're like well it, I like, don't have a husband it, so if she well, had if she go. if she had had a big emotional scene in a bank yeah. Mm-hmm. To bring it to life, to bring the issue to life. There was one scene where she's walking down the street with her daughter, and her daughter is a real feminist, real go getter. And um, this to is be honest, she's the most interesting character in the show. Yeah, and and she kind of cr- clashes heads with her mother, and she subsequently grew up to be a, a lawyer herself. Mm. But she, um, there's a scene in the '60s where they're walking down the street, and Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg is there, and her her daughter, and starts to rain, and the next thing they're like calling a taxi, and they're standing in front of a. a a building site and mm. the builder's like way baby and they're whistling and stuff and her you know Ruth Bader Ginsburg is like you know ignoring them mm. and her young daughter who's in the 60s who's hip and has the mini skirt and the hair and she's a beautiful lady she turns around and goes hey buddy you can't speak to me like that and she gives it back to yeah. them she mm. gives them a bit of stick and I'm sure in the 60s women would have been you know steamrolled over there whereas now if they did that everybody would be applauding them and going yeah good girl get on it don't let people talk to you like that mm. and that was a little bit of interest, but yeah. no, it's very damp squib, this movie. Yeah. yeah, you see, the movie was written by her nephew, Ruth's oh. nephew. Yeah. And he doesn't have a huge amount of experience in writing from the credentials yeah, I came across. It's, it's kind of like writing a diary, like yeah, it's a visual yeah. diary. I think this is probably the problem with it. He had great insight into the, yeah. the lady herself, but in terms of actually putting together a strong screenplay. Yeah. There was no... They should have just called John Yeah, Christian. There was no cinema... <laughs> but there wasn't even any camera movements or mm. any bit of cinema, you there know. There was a little bit maybe with her outfits, you know, through the crowd of men and there was this blue coming yeah, through. Yeah, but that was kind of... A little bit maybe. TV, TV movie. Mm. Like, the, you know, there was no... Even like a close-up of a cigarette burning. You know, no bit of art thrown in there for the sake of the scene. Nothing. Mm. Very stagnant 
uh, cinematography, acting, pacing, editing. It was all the, the, the by the book. It was by the book, colored by numbers kind of stuff. The bad guys, shall we call them bad guys, the, the, the lead main protagonist yeah. in this movie. With our very or own Jack Rayner with a terrible accent. Jack Rayner. Jack Rayner. <sighs> who's back. He's, yeah, and he's... He's I mean, like the lawyer that for the de- for the prosecution. Yeah. And he's like, say. well, I'm an Irish guy and I got to pretend to have an accent and yeah, I'm really real trying my accent here and <laughs> it's really on the edge of accent stuff <laughs> and I'm going to really show these people what I got to do with the system and it's like, oh, good God. You know... I hate accents in movies, don't oh, I? But like, why couldn't they just cast a, a guy with, uh, with, <laughs> with an American again, accent? But then again, why couldn't they just cast a lead female from America? Given that Felicity yes. Jones is English. Well, yes, but she... Natalie Portman t- was to play. Was she? Yeah, yeah apparently. Four, a few yeah. years oh. ago, four years previous. That would have been much better. But it's better. gone on and on and on. Yeah. Crazy's in development. But I mean, oh, well. you know, the performances are all very solid. It's a good... Like, it's, you know, it's the kind of movie that, you know, your your granny would sit down and enjoy and go, yeah, yeah. it was good. It's mm. good. It's a safe movie. It's a safe movie. As Lisa said, it's beige. Mm-hmm. Lisa, out of five? Two. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, two for me as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> Disappointing week. Yeah. No. Here's your I'm just holding out for, for Captain Marvel to come and rescue <laughs> yes, the season. Yes, yes. I hope to this be raving. This looks amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I got a sneak Even peek of it Even though I keep telling somebody Disney that Day. it's just Supergirl and she gets very cross. No, it's There's not something more about this. <laughs> no, and no. don't slay Supergirl. Yeah, and don't slay <laughs> Helen Slater. <laughs> Helen Slater is a national treasure, yeah, I'll have yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And I had a dream as well that I got... I had a dream. When I was... Actually, how ironic it is... Where this office is now, yeah, I had a dream when I was, I don't know, seven or something, mm-hmm. that I was flying with Supergirl along the street and going down towards no Sally Long's way. and around Mary Street. There oh you my go. God. See? That was That's very And then I woke up ba, 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 and I wanted to get the dream again and I couldn't and I was so oh, disappointed. I hate that. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's only a couple of weeks ago but since you were seven. Oh, well, anyway. she is the hero But she was a right great now. actress, you know, in that movie. And she's also yes, she's in... It all got to do with her being stunning. She's brilliant yes. in City Slickers too. She is actually, you know, yeah. And she she's a very pretty lady, but she's mm. a good actress, you know. Why yeah. can't I remember her in City Slickers? Who was she? She was the one Michael J. Fox was into. Yeah. In City Slickers. No, Michael J. Fox isn't in City Slickers. Um, you're thinking of... City Slickers is the cowboy movie. You're thinking of... Oh, what are you talking name about? Now. <laughs> She's in it. So they City Slickers. City Slickers. With your man, the old guy and the uh, and Billy Crystal. Jack Palance. Jack Palance. And, si- and, and Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. And, and your man from Home Alone. But Billy Crystal and his Daniel two Stern. buddies. Daniel Stern. Thank you. Thank Billy you. Crystal and one other guy whose name escapes me. Mm. And Daniel Stern. And Daniel Stern is a broken-hearted guy and he's trying to hook up with her. Okay. And she's the lady on the trip. But isn't she in the Jeez. movie with Michael J. Fox as well? Which movie with Michael oh, J. Fox? Oh, my secret, secret to my success. Secret to my success. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she is uh, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, she's very talented. Where is she now? She's probably I don't know. Because we're just talking 80s movies, really, aren't we? Yeah. We are. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> I love that. I love the soundtrack. <laughs> that movie. Which one? Secret to my success. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we're going to look at the Oscars. Okay. But okay. modern times. Do let's just do we, have, do we have to? Let's do a few news bits first. Good story. Go on. I got it officially from across the floor. Okay. Um, hot off the presses. Hot off the press because there's Mr. Tommy Tiernan who works in the same office as us. Yes. Derry Girls is hitting TV screens March 5th. That's just which made my day. Which TV screens though? Well, it depends which Good ones question. you're watching. Because mm. it is a... BBC RT. BBC production. It's a BBC production but RT have it too. No, TV. Oh, I thought it was Channel 4. No. What? It's BBC. It's Channel 4. Is it? 50 quid. You, he has it written down there. No, what me. I have, because I couldn't remember, is <laughs> it's TV screens. So it's either <laughs> RTE, Virgin Media, BBC, or once, Channel 4. Once again, we've unearthed the fact that he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Sorry. And this is why we're here. 
<laughs> it's so it hits TV screens from TV March TV screens 5th. in general, is but it's it, Channel 4. I think you might be right. It is. But it's what's the Irish connection? Is it TV3 or is it... Uh, I think it's RT. RT. No, it's, it's a, a strange RT. one, yeah. But I don't think there is an... I but there's about a two-week gap. It's not on RT. But when the first series was on, there was about a two-week gap between the two. In no, terms of, I don't think it was ever on RT at all. It was on Irish TV. It was on Irish, whether it was TV three or or Virgin Media. Because remember, Young Offenders then had that big gap as well oh, for yeah. their Christmas special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a BBC. Anyway, you'll anyway, find anyway, it. Yeah, go look it up. I'm <laughs> delighted by that because maybe you'll see it on Pakistani TV, TV from March fifth, but it'll hit a TV screen. On March fifth, wow. I think I think so that is somewhere in the I'm world. Excited. I'm somewhere excited. Somewhere in the world on a TV. I'm very happy about that because yeah. it's it's a really meaty, funny, it's rich, brilliant. great characters. I mean, it's it's what the world needs right now. It is, and yeah. it's really good. And yeah, I'm very happy about that. Can't afford marketing personnel for your business? Don't worry. Just head over to gkmedia.ie, where you could have your very own professional marketing team for less than 100 euro per week. Check out our marketing solutions packages by visiting gkmedia.ie. Galway Film Centre, welcome legendary Hollywood cinematographer Nick McLean to Galway for two special events in yeah. March. Uh, Saturday, March 9th, Harbour Hotel, 2 o'clock, an audience with Nick, uh, a masterclass, mm-hmm. uh, which really should kind of put in inverted commas because I've been at quite a few of these masterclasses. It's, a, it's an interview yeah. uh, for 90 minutes and uh, limited tickets and then a screening the following day of The Goonies with a live hey. Q&A with yeah. him which I presume will be afterwards yeah. that screening takes place on at the evening oh it's all on one day it's yeah. all on the Saturday ah. I mean very interesting but I mean <clears throat> The Goonies you don't remember for the cinematography you remember for the story and the kids and One-Eyed Willie and everything mm. but the cinematography was actually pretty good in it if I remember correctly like it wasn't amazing but it was pretty good I started yeah. watching it a couple of weeks ago with my five-year-old, I showed her a clip mm. of, uh, is it One-Eyed Willie? The, yeah. The, yeah. Well, he's yeah. the pirate guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I showed her a clip of that and I said, do you think he's scary? And she goes, no. Oh, I was thank like, oh, God. So I started yeah. watching it. Because I thought it was Good scary when I watched and it. And then, yeah, I was, 10 minutes in, yeah. before even One-Eyed Willie came along, she was scared. Oh. But it was actually the mother that used to scare me in it. You know, Who the, the criminal mom? mother. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she was the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I only dropped him once. Yeah. It was she, a great movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Cracking movie. Other yeah. movies he did. Um, <laughs> Are? Were on the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, which I deleted. I, if anybody's so I watching this, you'll notice, you notice Sarah and I, just get it on one page. Some of, us, <laughs> some of us do this without... <laughs> Pages in front mm. of us. Some of us who know what we're doing. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, know I had two different shoots on today. So my head is fried. Yeah, he did some amazing, remarkable <laughs> movies. <you know? laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> Find out. Do you yeah. want to look it up? Yeah, maybe I should look it up. Why do. don't you just have a little chat there to yourself? Yeah, okay. we'll talk to ourselves. But as you were saying, Dave, it's not the sort of thing where you go... No, but I mean, there's a scene... Oh, I must remember a, the name There's of the a scene in it where, where um, there's a famous scene where, where there's a lot of compositing with the pirate ship in the, ca- in the cave and somehow... They set off a booby trap and the cave opens up and the ship goes out to sea and it's kind of quite pretty. But the rest of it is standard fare compositing, you know, 80s stuff, you know. OK, he's done some TV stuff in latter years. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the one that would, we would know would be Joey. Wow. Oh, yeah. Christ. Talk about bringing the tone down. He was yeah. a director of photography for 100 episodes on Friends. 
So yeah. that's pretty impressive. Okay. Because we like friends. Well, a DP on a TV Veronica's show. Veronica's Closet, Sybil. I, I, I would prefer if he like <laughs> talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, do you want to hear about Sybil? No, I want to talk about the friends stuff. But here's a good one. I, and this wasn't on my notes, actually. Oh. Spaceballs. Oh, oh, sold. Short Circuit. Oh, I love Short Circuit. The Goonies. Yeah. City Heat. City Heat. Cannonball Run City 2. City Heat is... Uh, Staying Alive. Uh, Cannonball Run 2. Yes. You, you scooch past Did you scooch quickly. past Cannonball Run 2 there? <laughs> yeah. I prefer the first one. Well, they're both good to a point. Well, 4.9 on IMDb. Did you say City Heat as in Burt Reynolds and... Um, who else is in uh, City Let Heat? me guess now. Do you think Eastwood? I've really seen City Burt Heat? Burt Reynolds Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds play gangsters. Stop. You know, with the fedoras and the, you know, cigars and all that kind of stuff. Sounds... Daft. Oh, it's da- It's nonsense. But of course, I love it because Clint is e- is in it, and um. I love Bert too. God rest him. There you go. What else there. you got? What else you got? Come on, more news. More Staying news. alive. No. Oh, other news. news. Yeah. Uh, Staying alive got a bad. <laughs> he is wearing well pants, people. He is wearing <laughs> pants. Just in case anybody's wondering, is this a sketch? Commando pants. <laughs> uh, Dave. You will be interested in this, actually. I will. <clears throat> I'll put on my interested face. Left in other entertainment news, yeah. it's reported the Oscar-winning star of Bohemian Rhapsody yes. will be... T- you probably know this already. I know this already. Will be taken on the role of villain in the next James Bond movie. Yes. He According to Variety, uh, go on, you know. He it. will probably be Shatterhand. Ooh. That's the name of... that's. Well, that's the name. That's that, a great name. That's Well, I mean, <laughs> obviously the memes are already on Facebook, but... Uh, they're kind of putting a play on Dr. No who had metal hands and this guy apparently has glass hands and that's oh. the premise but it comes back to it was a glass it was a glass finger there you go <laughs> uh, after after um, in the books uh, Ernst Davro Blofeld uses this as an alias Shatterhand so that leads us to believe that I think this could be a ruse because I think that Ernst Davro Blofeld is going to come back yes. and therefore um, yes. you know what? I'm last. I love Ernst Stavro Blofeld. He is the greatest villain of all time. Blofeld. Blofeld, in, in the bad Spectre. guy. With the, with the suit. Spectre. With the, with the way you know Spectre, yes. Spectre. Yes. Christoph Waltz played yes. Yes. Blofeld. Uh, more important, Diamonds Are Forever and every yeah. other movie, it but, was your man. But Yeah, but in the, in the modern Bond, the first time we saw Blofeld was in Spectre because they got the legal stuff sorted out. Oh. Right? And um, basically in the books... Shatterhand was an alias used by Blofeld. So if they're going to call the movie Shatterhand, the rumours are that's what it's going to be called, then that leads us to believe that Ernst Ever Blofeld will be back. So Remy Malek being the villain is could be a ruse to kind of throw us off the scent. Maybe. Okay. But well, it was also remember where you heard it first. If it's right, if it's wrong, you'd never heard it from Not me. Not true. Daniel Clegg. Daniel Clegg. Daniel Clegg. <laughs> Daniel Craig. <laughs> Known to the public as Daniel Craig. Yes. Will be reprising his role. Yes. Apparently, alongside Leia Sadu. Oh yeah, she's be, she'll oh, be she's back. fab. She's going to last brilliant. about. Yeah. I'm going to say six, seven minutes. She'll be dead. Oh, no. That's what? what's going to set the movie off. She, Ray she, Fiennes, what character does she play? She she's um, Madeline Swan, who James Bond drove off into the sunset with oh, at the end of Spectre, no. and she's going to come back for this one. She's going to get popped in the head, oh. but and then James Bond is going to go Rah, and go and. Taken everybody. I have a special set of skills and yeah. Honor Majesty Secret Service all over again. Okay, well, there you go. That's that's. What I was saying Ray Fiennes <coughs> in it, but he was in the last <coughs> ones as well. Well, he plays. He's the Prime M. Minister. Yeah, he's not the Prime Minister. He's M. What is he? He's the oh, Minister he's M. for then. I thought min- he was the Prime Minister. No, he he was not the Prime Minister. Who was playing the Prime Minister then? I don't know who was playing. M the Prime was Judy Dench, and yeah, he and was the Prime Minister. Yeah, he no, he her. was. He replaced her. He was a. He went from Prime Minister to M. No, no, no. He was a. He wasn't like a. He wasn't Prime Minister in Skyfall. He was just. One of the guys in the ministry. 
and then he took over from Emmett. So at the end, he's like, Going, I'll, back, well, I'll bow to your prowess. Trust me, I can quote yeah. the movie. <laughs> I had nausea here. Trust me. Are you glad Daniel's back reprising his role? Uh, I am because I think it's going to be a wrap up of the storyline because they kind of built the storyline, I think, retroactively to make them all into one big storyline from Casino Royale and all the bad guys were being manipulated by Blofeld and they kind of loosely tied it up there at the end of Spectre, which was a bit tacked on, I thought. But um, if they, you know, the fact that he's coming back for another one and if they call Shatterhand and Blofeld comes back and Leah Sado is back and she's inevitably going to get murdered. Sorry, she's mm. just, that's just the way the plot is going to be. He's not going to have babies and, you know, so right off in sunset with his wife. Blofeld or Remy Malek or whoever it is, mm. is going to kill Bond's lady friend at the beginning of the movie and set up the movie and the rage. And then that will be the end of Daniel Craig's Bond. There'll probably be a feckin' huge hiatus and then somebody new will come along and revamp it and they'll probably go back to the comedy stuff, I think. They'll go back to the Roger Moore stuff in the future. Mm. Right. Um, it's just the way it's going as well ITV have confirmed it's the final stages of plans for a joint paid for streaming service in the UK the venture aims to rival Netflix and Amazon mm-hmm. at least one other broadcaster is due to join the new service to be called Britbox Britbox BBC and ITV combining to be Britbox I just think it's an unfortunate name because it just lends itself to be called Shitbox too easily mm. it's like Shatterhand yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just not a good name Britbox is not a good thing plus the British brand is about to be decimated in mm. about a month's time um, but you know there could be some interesting stuff there the The office is going to be on there the British she, office yeah but you can get Rose that on Rise. Netflix or <laughs> yeah, but Skybox the, but, or but a lot of these things are going to be removed off Netflix and put on here so mm. you know but interesting it, well, I think it's interesting in the sense that this is the way a lot of things are going now. It's, it's Instead of paying for TV service, it'll be very minimal in terms of c- solid content. Mm. And you're going to have to be buying all these various subscriptions and <coughs> streaming services to get a good, varied selection of content out there. Yeah, mm. the roofs. And the only one who loses out is the consumer. Yeah, mm. plus the roofs of our houses will be, uh, there'll be no more satellite dishes or aerials. It'll all be coming in on broadband. Everything is going to come in on the broadband now. Mm. Last week, we reviewed, or Dave and Lisa, and I listened, mm-hmm. reviewed Green Book. Yes. And mm. uh, we kind of made our predictions as to what we think would be taking Oscar home. Yeah. Actor in a supporting role, Mahershala Ali. Excellent. Yeah. One. Yeah, for the second time in a row. Very good. Did Your pronunciation was excellent. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> Here he is accepting his Oscar. To my grandmother, uh, who has been in my, my ear my entire life, telling me that if at first I don't succeed, try, try again, that I could do anything I put my mind to, uh, always, always pushing me to, to think positively and I know that I would not be here without her, that she has got me over the hump every step of the way. I thank my wife and my daughter, Bari. I thank Universal, uh, Participant, uh, uh, Amblin, everyone who contributed and helped with our movie. Again, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Okay, so we all agreed that himself and Vigo were both very powerful in the movie Green Book. Um, yeah. I don't know. Was it expected for him to win? Great that he did. I, I, was, I, I, I can't remember. Did I put that in my prediction? I don't remember my predictions. I don't think we did. I didn't, but, we didn't but do I, best supporting. I, I, I think he thoroughly deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of strange that Vigo wasn't even nominated. Yeah. Because he was brilliant as well. But, you know, obviously. Um, but um, I think I agree with the controversy over Green Book winning Best Picture. Yeah. I don't think it was the Best Picture. Mm-mm. I think it was a really good film. And I think I gave it four, four and a half stars. And... Mahershala Ali was brilliant. He deserved the Oscar, no question. 
but I think the preferential voting got Green Book its its place. Yeah. Like loads of people put it down as number two, and they got that put it over the line. Yeah. I think it proportional is, representation. It's strange how it got Best Picture because although, as you say, it's a great movie, the thing about a Best Picture is ultimately it's an award for the producer. Yeah, mm. and the producer's role is to get the money in and get everything in place. Get the right director, mm. help the director get the right cast, get and make the, right the magic happen. Back in stuff, just make the whole thing work. Yeah, mm. um, and to pull off that, it's like wow, fantastic! Everything, every element of this is amazing. <clears throat> which is like your costumes, your editing, your cinematography, yeah. your acting, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. and it didn't pick up many other awards, uh, from what I can recall. No, but it still got best picture. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think that I think the system is broken. Honestly, uh, I mean. I haven't actually seen, to my much to my chagrin, I haven't seen Black Klansman, but I'm really down to see it. And from really what good. I've heard, from what I've heard, mm. Black Klansman is a better film mm. than than Green Book. Well, Spike Lee was being interviewed on the red carpet, and they were saying, you know, what's it like to get your first Oscar nomination? And he said, "This is not his first Oscar. His first nomination. win. His first win. His first win. His first Oscar. He was pipped at the post by driving Miss Davies, Daisy back in 1991 or 92. Yeah, that's why he's annoyed. As a director, as Best Picture, yeah. yeah. No, as director though. I think but it was his first nomination both, as think. director because he actually said... But he won know, for he, writing. He should have been nominated. He did win for writing yeah. on the night. But I think this question was aimed towards directing. He was saying he should have been nominated a long, long time ago. Yeah, and yeah. This it, shouldn't have been the first time. And he time. should have been. But and then he still didn't get the director or the best picture. He's just annoyed that uh, both times he got pipped by... Uh, Somebody driving a by, car. By... Um, <laughs> by... Uh, by uh, first time it was a black person driving a white person. Yeah. And this time it was a white person <laughs> driving a black person around in an old car in the 60s. So he kind of he has a point. Mm. But... And even Trump had to go with him. Yeah. But... Did you see that? <laughs> well, <laughs> he had to go with Trump first. I yeah. mean, I think, I think Spike Lee has a point. I think he, he his frustrations are, after many, many years of this, his frustrations are starting to overshadow his point. We're kind of going, oh, Spike, will you cool it? But he has a point. Mm. And he, his work and the work of the black community has been overlooked a lot. And it's, it's still kind of a white boys club, I think, in, yeah. in, in, in the Oscars, unfortunately. Okay, well, it was supposed to be an African-American host in it. Kevin Hart mm-hmm. didn't happen. So... They had no host. Yeah. Which was, and it was a so terrible Kevin Hart, show. Kevin Hart and Liam Neeson were having a pint somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with their mouths sewn closed and a little straw going. <laughs> when you watched it live, Dave, was it a good decision not to have a host? Uh, no. It was, it was lackluster. It was the host. They need it. Uh, you know, Oscar ceremonies are boring. Mm-hmm. They need comedy. You need a comedy relief to relieve you. Exactly. And you need a few jokes and you need a bit of pizzazz and you need a bit of oomph. And they hadn't any of that. And the one, when it was really hit home for me was Julie Roberts at the end kind of <laughs> instantly kind of went, and that's the end of the Oscars, yeah. guys. And even and she was a bit... People getting up from the chairs and just yeah. grabbing their coats and walking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it'd be like watching a movie and it just cuts to black. Yeah. There's no credits, there's no music, there's no kind of... That's all, folks. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, and very awkward ending. And, and awkward start as well. Yeah. But it was awkward because... Because um, the camera the, was all over the place outside. It, the it was a short set for Queen as well. It wasn't like yeah. the full song no. either. Yeah, yeah. So you were just like, you were just getting into it and then you were like, boom, it's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. sad. And having Adam Lambert or Levine or Lambert. Adam in the ants, whatever the hell his name is, going, welcome to the Oscars. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> he's not an actor. He's not a director. He's not a comedian. He's not Billy Crystal. He's, he's an not American <laughs> Idol. But he's not, yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started. He's a TV contestant who happens to be able to sing reasonably well and, you know, spends more time on the engineering of his beard than he does on his singing. Or he his tours with Queen, though. 
Yeah, he does. So what? It's the Oscars. It's not about Queen. It's Queen was one movie biopic in a huge sea of filmmakers. And by the way, you had Lady Gaga there. And Lady Gaga. Now Lady Gaga. Now that was is what an stole the show. Absolutely, I oh, agree. One hundred percent. The moment Love of the it. Oscars. I got was, the hair as the back of my neck. Yeah, yeah. and I mean. I don't want to lower the tone of this uh, podcast, but they, throw away. I guarantee you, they can. They no, be they're fucking, not, David. I guarantee you. Oh my God, will you no, stop? You can't no, say that. Not. You can totally stop. Are. No, they're not. No, they're not. She just. Were you not watching Jimmy Kimmel last night? No, I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, well, she was on mm, the show last yeah. night, and she was basically saying, "Well." We're actors. Fooled ya. There you go. No, no, no. Oh, She's not that good. It. She didn't get an Oscar on the night for her acting. <laughs> she got her Oscar for, for her singing. Yeah, for but singing. you sing. When you sing, you, no, uh, you no, no. emote <clears throat> the no, song. No, no, I thought they just hit on it perfectly. I thought they were perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, mind you, David. Believe me, they hit on it. Believe no, me. David, <laughs> stop it. Now, if I had to place a bet, I don't think... No, they're and, not. and if they are, not. there's nothing wrong with it. Because Bradley Cooper is an excellent but actor. Would you even do a look like that in front of your beautiful Russian mother no, of your child? No, no, no. They weren't. This is the thing. They weren't making a movie. They were performing a song from a movie, and she looked at him in the most mixture of lust and love. It was ridiculous, and it wasn't performed. There was no director. There was no. He directed that he whole directed thing for a week. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, but the, the look, week, the look that she gave him. A week rehearsing no, no, it. No. You <laughs> he are would, mistaken. He would, he would not direct his co-star to I put have a faith fa- in Bradley Cooper to put a and face Lady Gaga. On. Lady Gaga would not be directed to do that with your man's Stop. girlfriend 10 feet away. Stop. No, no. Just because herself and her fiancé split a couple of weeks ago. That's yeah, like... it's no big deal. <laughs> oh, I'll expect... Uh, when this all comes out in the wash, I'll expect... Oh, when this all comes I'll out in the wash, I uh, would like... 50 but I have to say, um, uh, it was the moment of the Oscars. It was really magical moment and it was very real. That's why everybody yeah. is having this conversation because mm-hmm. it was very real and it was very emotional and um, great song. Really well directed mm-hmm. and performed tonight but the rest of the Oscars was so but do you know what the TV broadcast of it left out they what? left out Barbara Streisand and oh and Richard E. Grant born. going mental when she came Richard on stage Richard E. Grant going mental Barbara Streisand the whole thing and also Star is Born they left out that the shallow song they left that out of the TV what? broadcast as well on the if on, the, on the highlights like on the highlights yeah well I it was the best this bit. is the highlights on RTE did yeah. you see the live one as well no, I watched the the highlights all through the day leading up to oh, Martinez's yeah, yeah, yeah. version. I mean, I watched I watched it live, and I don't remember seeing Richard E. Grant doing anything crazy when when herself came out. Well, when Barbara came out, yeah, he was going mad. He was like a little schoolboy. Yeah, yeah, but I don't remember it. Maybe he was very. I do sleepy because in the, in the red carpet he was saying all he wanted <clears throat> tonight was to, was, to, was to see Barbara or meet yeah. Barbara yeah. Streisand. And he oh, took I'd the selfie there. outside her house. I'd be there as well. During I mean, that week. I'd like to see Barbara. I think Barbara. So would I. I love Barbara. Uh, she's out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. I'm gonna say no. One for Stars Born and one, uh, one and a half. It. And I mean, I it's it's the last time I'm gonna stay up to watch the Oscars. Really, I said it yeah. a few years ago, and I kind of haven't stayed up to watch the Oscars for about two years. Prior to that, I for twenty years, I mean, I stay up. I watch the Oscars live since I was a kid, and. Um, Last couple of years, I was like, no, no. And then this year, I just said, oh, I'll stay up and watch it live. And never again. It's a waste of time. Mm. It's a boring ceremony. I know the viewing figures were slightly up, but overall, in the grand scheme of things, they're down and they're boring and they don't even have a host anymore. No. I mean, what are they going to do? Bring Billy Crystal's head out in a jar in the future <laughs> to bring it back to life? I mean, it's nonsense. He's still alive. Yeah, but you know what I mean? <laughs> in the but future. You know, but okay. my point is, future. in 40 years' Far time, away. they're going to Futurama him out and he goes, hey guys, I'm Billy, you know. It's, yeah, it's they could have Hugh Jackman doing The Greatest Showman again all oh, over. Oh, they could have. Yeah, that would be great. He, he did the Brits. But when he yeah. did it, it was good. Mm. I'm going to be controversial now. Mm. 
there's a lot less talented people in show business nowadays. They're just Twitter people and, you know, mm. James Corden and, you know, whatever. There's no real, like... J- James Corden, the human personality vacuum. I stole that from someone else. <laughs> yeah, but, you know... Um, <laughs> I don't mean it! But, like, you know, uh, the likes of Billy Crystal. I know. I mean... They don't and make Steve them like Martin. that. Steve Martin. Yeah. But they don't and make Whoopi them like Goldberg, that. For Whoopi God's Goldberg. sake, she was my first Oscars. Was Whoopi yeah. Goldberg's Oscars? And people with um, not that I was talent, there or anything, but you know, uh, what I mean. just oozing talent, effortless control over a big organization, and and they don't have it anymore. They don't have anybody anymore to do these things. They all have to have forty thousand uh, followers on Twitter this morning. Mm. Otherwise, they're not going to get the job. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we will get forty thousand followers on Twitter because we are now finally on Twitter. And our Twitter handle is JLIT Movies. Just like in the movies. Just type in, just like in the movies, and you'll find it. I just typed it in, but don't ask me why it is JLIT Movies. Well, you can, but the answer is we couldn't get it. Couldn't get it. Just like in the movies. Just like like in the movies as a handle is too long. Yeah. Uh, and there was other ones that was coming up, but they were weird. But it's okay. We don't worry about it. Yeah. Just remember that JLIT movies yeah. is like us. We'll, Follow us. We'll tweet. I think I'll tweet yeah. at the beginning when I'm about to Dave come in season Twitter, two. Dave doesn't do Twitter, but I we're, we're convinced so we're trying to. I just took a picture, so I might tweet the picture. I'll, I'll tweet. Don't worry. Excellent. I'll tweet. Tweet, tweet. All right. Thank you very much for listening and possibly watching, just like in the movies, brought to you by gkmedia.ie. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email movies at gkmedia.ie, or you can also tweet us. Tweet Ooh, us. tweet. And you can find our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> on Spotify, SoundCloud, <laughs> Stitcher, Stitcher, and anywhere good podcasts are found. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Until we talk to you next week, take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Sloan.